Welcome to another great story with your host, Nick Sandino, brought to you by the Village Christian Church. Do you know any great stories? We sure do. And we can never find enough time on a Sunday morning to tell them all. Here at Another Great Story, we tell the truth about where life change, life growth, and life purpose meets our everyday life with the hope that you might experience God in your story. Welcome back to another great story. I'm your host, Nick Sandino. Joining me today is our lead pastor, Nate Ferguson at the Village Christian Church. And we're so excited to start this new series uh, on another great story. Uh, sit back and relax and, and look forward to these good conversations. Nate, welcome to another great story. It's been a while since we've both been on the podcast. I know. This is so cool. Like, I'm so excited about this little thing we're doing here with Losing My Religion. So it's our series at church to begin the month of uh, January in 2023. And we're asking everyone who's listening online, watching, you know, in, in, in person, give us your questions. Give us your questions on yeah. every single topic, and then we're going to spend each week reviewing those questions and doing our best to answer them. Yeah, and it's going to be a broad, you know, a broad um, umbrella approach to answering as many as we can. And then if we can, we'll try to answer individually, even follow up. That's the kind of church we want to be. We're not shying away from anything. We want to talk about these things. Why losing my religion? Where did we come up with that? So the idea was, you know, we just feel like a lot of people are in this place of, what do you call it? Like they're just checking a box, right? It's just like, okay, I got to go to church, check. I got to read a Bible scripture, check. I got to get my kids to think, check. And that's not, you know, that's not where it's at. That's like a religious, um, you know, checklist. And we want it to be a relationship. Yeah. If you love your wife like that, how's it going? No, it doesn't work very good. And, um, and it doesn't work very good with God. And so how, how do we get to the heart behind these things, because all of those things are good, right? It's good mm-hmm. to read the Bible. It's good to pray. It's good to, you know, be in a church environment, et cetera. Why? What's the what's the heart behind it? And when we get the heart behind it, then we can really enjoy it. Yeah. So this week we're gonna we're starting off with uh, with meeting one of five. Yep. Where we're topically gonna talk through some things of of the heart behind it. You yep. know, like losing my religion. Why are we going to get away from the religious practice of reading the Bible and really get into the heart of reading Scripture? Absolutely. Because I don't know about you, like, I remember when I went from reading Scripture uh, because I felt like I had to for Sunday school or or to accomplish something to really like, oh, I love what God's saying here. I love what it's doing. And it doesn't get old. It keeps working and changing stuff. No, it's just it's when we when you reach that point when you kind of turn that corner and it becomes um, fun, it becomes enjoyable, it becomes yeah. convicting on some levels. So let's start off with this. Yeah, you are one of the smartest people I know. Huh, that's a and you wouldn't admit to that because you're humble, right? But also, I'm not sure if it's true. But go right ahead. Oh. I'm I'm gonna say it like I'll, I, you're one of the smartest people I know. Okay, and and that said, what is it about scripture that that's so important? Like this is because we talk about the Bible. Yeah, what is it? Well, I mean, it's the Word of God. It's it's God's Word directly to us, and um, I believe in my heart, and I've experienced this in my life that every situation or circumstance that I'm gonna face, or that you're gonna face, or anyone is gonna face, 
the answer or the solution or the thing that will help us get through that is in the Bible. Like God's given us his word. It's like an instruction manual, right? Mm-hmm. Here's how you do it. Here's, here's what's going to happen and make sure you do this in this order and you'll be able to get through it. And so, and yet it's alive too. So it's oh. not, it's not even like a book that's just a, a do's and don'ts or a how to. No, it's uh, it's alive and active. What's that? If, if Hebrews 4.12, I believe it's, Alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. Penetrates, Cuts to the marrow. Yeah, joint and marrow. To the, to the core of who we are. Uh, because God made us, and he knows who we are. And so he's got, he's got the information and the, the scripture. We used, and the message on Sunday, I had a remote control car. And so we were just using like the left, right, you know. You oh, can, that's when good. you tell it which way to go, it goes that way, and you can avoid, uh, you know, crashes, per mm-hmm. se. But then I said, here, I'm just going to go blindfold and just, hit buttons and see what happens. And it didn't go very well. The band was really happy that they didn't have as many um, instruments. instruments on stage. They were nervous. I was going to run them over. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's, it's the Bible is one of those things that uh, I don't even know what people know about it. Some things we've been taking for granted. And before yeah. we get into some of the details about scripture, sure. you've been reading scripture for 40 years. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's still doing stuff to you. Oh, ma- massive. Um, it, it just, you know, New Year, so we're, st- we're turning over. And I have the same Bible that I read every single year, and it's just I'm, right, I'm putting in new notes and new uh, insights and also reading old notes and old insights that are uh, just as true today as they were three years ago, five years ago, et cetera. So tell us about the Bible. This is so, actually one yeah. of the questions that came in. Yeah, like um, how's it structured? How, why is it, is it one book? So it is, but there's 66 individual books in it. And so I'd like to talk about that just a little bit. In the Old Testament, you have the Old Testament and the New Testament. Uh, in trying to keep it as simple as can, the Old Testament is everything before Jesus. The New Testament is everything with Jesus and after Jesus. So in the Old Testament, you've got the first five books. What are pretty popular you would be familiar with is Genesis is the first book, yep. the creation story. Uh, then chapter six is the flood. God got frustrated with people and it didn't last yeah. very long. Then you had the rainbow. I'll never do that again. Then chapter 12 is Abraham. And he was saying, I'm going to promise to make a covenant with you and you're going to be my people. And then people will know, the world will know who I am through you. Um, and then that kind of went sideways a little bit. And that's then, one of my favorite parts, by the way, Oh, yeah. because I didn't realize I was raised learning in seventh grade social studies yeah. that people groups were forming around the world. Yeah. And that God formed a people group. Yeah. To, to try to attract people to who he was. To yeah, live to, a way. to set as an example, to yeah. set them apart, yeah. and, and to really bring about the redemption story that would bring about Jesus. Yeah. It, it, they just struggled to figure that out throughout the entire Old Testament. So then you go from Abraham to the Ooh. next kind of big character is Joseph, right? That's at the end of yep. the book of Genesis where he saves the world and has all the grain and all that stuff, forgives his brothers for selling him into slavery. And then you're thinking, okay, this is it. It's going to work out great. Nope, the Pharaoh came along, and Joseph passed away, and the people, and they thought, oh, these these guys are going to overtake us, so then they put him into slavery. And For then, 400 years. Yeah, that's the Moses story, right? Exodus. They yeah. exit out, and then God gets them, you know, to, you know. Let and then get, everybody stops reading. Yeah, I mean, it's just, then it's like more of that, and then it's like they get out, they go through the desert, and they wander through the desert, and, you know, Genesis, Exodus, uh, Leviticus was the law. Actually, the first five books are called the law, and they just talk about, you know, here's the things that give us good parameters on how to live. And so, you know, Moses, you know, struggled. He didn't get it quite right. And then it came, Joshua led him into the land. And so you had Genesis, Exodus, which is 
all the things, including Moses, Leviticus, which was all the rules that they wrote down. Yeah, and the people didn't have a governing law prior to that. No, they had nothing. They were so, just kind of... When you read the law, and I, that's what the joke was, like that's what people stop reading because they mm-hmm. get to this like very yeah you know linear dry rules yeah, yeah. you know and that's where people probably mis- mistake the Bible as just being rules for sure you know but it reflects that like we fall short of this godly holy standard it it does and I think there's some other things too it's like you know if you have children you know you you have rules for them you say like don't play in the street. And, yeah. and we think everybody agrees with that, you know, and uh, there's other things that we tell, you know, put your, you know, when you're done with your, you know, dishes, put it in the dishwasher. They don't always do that, but, you know, you're trying to teach, yeah. uh, you know, lessons, different things. So you just kind of have those first five books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus is all the the rules. Numbers is literally the numbers, how many people were in each, you know, group and different things. That's also where they spied out the um, the promised land was yep. the numbers. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy is, again, it's more law, and Ten Commandments, different things like that. Then you go to the history, which is Joshua, kind of all the way through the book of Esther, which is like they had leader, then the leader would fail, and the people would fail, and then they, oh, we're sorry, yep. oh, God, help us. They do, it just rinse and repeat. Over. Judge, like prophets who were yep. spokespersons yeah. for God, yeah. judges who governed, yeah. yeah, and then eventually gave way to kings. Yeah, they wanted a king. They didn't want God to lead him anymore. That was a disaster. Um, some good things for sure, but just it's just our story, right? We we want to do well. We struggle. We mess up. God gives us another chance. We we want to do well. We struggle. We mess up. God gives us another chance. Then you go to like the poetry portion of the Old Testament, which is Job, um, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. Psalms is just beautiful. That was their songbook. Uh, right. They go to church. They'd sing a lot of these psalms. Um, so on that, I didn't realize Psalms captured Psalms from Moses all the way through Psalms from David. Oh yeah. So you're spanning uh, a few hundred years, hundreds there, and hundreds of years, you know, of, of yeah. songs that these people clung to that they sang truth about, like gratitude about God. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Even like their mourning, and they would sing these things. Incredible. The the Psalms are just rich oh. uh, with uh, just wisdom and knowledge and Proverbs written by, you know, the wisest person ever lived, Solomon, who was also kind of a big mess up on some other areas oh, too. Oh, yeah. So That's Proverbs, an understatement yeah, probably. Ecclesiastes is just beautiful book. Read Ecclesiastes. Uh, it's just spectacular. And you just realize, oh, my gosh, he chased after all these things, and, and it never finally influenced Doesn't he always say it's all meaningless? Meaningless, like, yeah. He's like, I tried this, meaningless. I tried this, meaningless. I tried women. I tried oh. money. I tried fame. Yeah. Tried all these different things. Um, so that's the poetry portion of it. And then the the remaining part of the Old Testament, which is Isaiah, Jeremiah, Limitations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, all of that is is prophecy. So they're telling Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. We've got to get ready for that. We've got to get ready for that. Be ready for that. And uh, Can we touch way- on that real quick? Sure. So what is what is prophecy? This isn't like a soothsayer. This isn't like a, a crystal ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so prophecy was very specifically, you know, it was prophesied, you know, that Jesus was going to come, um, that he was going to be born in a certain place at a certain time, um, and he was going to, you know, lead the people uh, back into this relationship with God. He was going to, like a lamb led to the slaughter, so he was silent. You know, all the, all the things of Jesus being our uh, Passover lamb, our sacrifice mm-hmm. for our sins. And and so many, like hundreds of those that oh, were yeah. fulfilled in Christ. I remember reading an illustration about this. My son's an actuary, which is hard to describe. It's just math, high, high-level math. 
And um, the actuality of like all the prophecies, hundreds and hundreds of them in the Old Testament actually coming true um, was like if you took the state of Texas and you stack like five or six or seven quarters on top of each other over the entire state and you just reached in somewhere and found one, that would be specific the, quarter. Yeah. One you had like one quarter. red quarter yeah. you painted would and you found it. the likelihood it. that all of these things would come true. They all came true. Yeah. Like it was just amazing. And then someone who, who might be a, uh, you know, well, what about, you know, anybody can, if it was written down previous, they could just make it happen to which I would say, oh, okay. You know, that's hard to do all these other things, but how about this one? You know, anybody that can predict their own death, burial and resurrection? I doubt it. Right. And uh, then pull that off. And then pull it off. Uh, That's my favorite Andy Stanley thing. If if a guy can predict his death, burial, and resurrection, we pretty much do whatever that guy says. Yeah, let's just do what he says. So you get through all the Old Testament, all the prophecy, then you get to the New Testament, and the first four books are called the Gospels. So maybe if you grew up in a Catholic church or something, you'd hear that we're going to read from the Gospel of Mark or the Gospel of Luke. And those were all just the stories of Jesus told by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So it's the same thing. I remember yeah. somebody got started in their faith, and they're like, oh, where should I start? So starting the New Testament, he said, well, gosh, I read these first four books. They seem to be like Pete and repeat. And I was like, that's because they are. It's my fault. I didn't tell you that. Yeah. Um, but that's those are the stories of Jesus. Then it goes to... And that's the gospel means good news announcement. Yes. And this good news is that, that God made a way for us to be made right with him yep. through Jesus. Yep. You know, that... Uh, second Corinthians, uh, five is, uh, like he who knew no sin became sin yep. so that we could become the righteousness, righteousness. of God. Like this yeah. is the work of Jesus, um, to die on the cross for our sin. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what the four gospels are. Is this like perfection of Jesus and what he did for us? And Absolutely. And, uh, then you go into the end of each book, the end of each gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus dies, is resurrected and goes, uh, into heaven. And he says, wait for my Holy Spirit to come. So the whole arc of the scripture is God pursues us, God pursues us, God pursues us. And in the Old Testament, he'd pursue us through like a person, Moses, Abraham, Joseph, different things. Um, then he pursues us as a person, right? He comes as yeah. Jesus, which is great. The incarnation. If oh. you hear that Bible word, that's like man, God, God became is, man. God became in the flesh. flesh, yeah. Then... You know, he was raised again, goes to goes to heaven, shows power over death. Uh, then he says, I'm going to send my spirit. Now, all of a sudden, God can indwell in all of us wherever we're at. Yeah, anyway. a holiness that we couldn't be in the presence of prior Yeah, now takes up occupancy, and it's just... In our lives. In it's our crazy. lives. Yeah. So, it is crazy. Yeah, Acts uh, chapter 1, he said, wait for the Holy Spirit to come, and you'll know when it comes. Acts chapter 2, it came. And they they started the church. And yeah, then, Acts three, they they see the church start growing. They do, and it, it grows and grows and grows into all. It's interesting. Um, I think this is a great little lesson for for. I'm going to talk specifically to those who are part of a church experience right now. Um, the first church didn't do very well in that original place because they wanted to keep it to themselves. They didn't want to venture out, and then there was persecution that came along. And when the persecution came along, they literally had to flee to other towns, and they just took the, the message what, of Jesus. That's what spread the gospel. That's what spread the gospel to all these different places, like Rome, Corinth, Galatia, Ephesus, Philippi. And now, all of a sudden, you've got these churches that are propping up, starting up everywhere, 
and they're sending letters to the churches, which is the next part. So the epistles. The epistles. Those are the letters that go out to each church. Hey, here's what you need to focus on. Here's what you need to do. And those were circulated. And these are named most of the time after the the people group they're sent to. Yeah, Rome. Romans was to the church of Rome, yep. Corinth, 1st, 2nd Corinthians, Galatia, Galatians, Ephesians, Ephesus. And, and these were circulated too. So something I didn't realize and still, until really digging into this is while these letters were circulating, they carried weight of being scripture. Yeah, like, so yeah. they were circulating these letters and there's even like a couple references where Paul references things Peter has already previously written to them. Yes. Yes. Or Paul will reference what he previously wrote to them yeah. with this great authority. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, in, it's just incredible how relevant it is yeah. to us today. I feel like some of the letters is like, yep, we need to hear that here at the village in Manuka, Shanahan, Coal City, Seneca. Like we, we need to hear this. This is so critical. So you've got, Romans through Jude is all the epistles or the letters to the churches. And then the last book is Revelation, which is prophecy once again. So you end the Old Testament with uh, God saying, hey, I'm going to send Jesus. He's coming. He ends the New Testament by saying he came, he was resurrected again. Now he's coming back. So make sure you're ready. uh, And it's good news. And the make sure you're ready. And this is like the heaviness of when you get to Revelation is he is coming back. But where he came bringing mercy and grace the first time, where he paid for our sin, he'll come in a judgment seat the next time. That's where you get that really thick uh, Revelation language of how he arrives yeah. You know, to take his own. Yeah, no, it's it's great. And I want to just reference, uh, we had this referenced in each of our campuses, I believe. I know I referenced it here in Manuka. Understanding the Bible by Max Anders is a great, great scripture, or a great, excuse me, a great, great book that describes scripture. So yeah. like when you're reading in a specific book, you can be like, wait a minute, is this in the Old Testament or the New Testament? Oh, it's in the Old Testament. Is this law? Is this history? Is this poetry? Or is this prophecy? Once you start to figure out, okay, that's the era in which I'm reading, then it really helps you to understand how it all fits together. So why do we trust this book? Well, I trust it on, on a whole bunch of levels. It's interesting. When I was in college, um, we were starting to go through the languages. So the New Testament was written in Greek, the Old Testament, Hebrew. And as we were going through it, I was uh, questioning some of my professors, like, look, I grew up in this, but how do I really know this is the actual word of God, like this is really scripture. And they're like, oh, well, what what would you like to know? And so in, in the, the Greek New Testament, you would have like each verse, and then it would list these little letters behind it. And it would say, this is uh, how many copies we have of papyrus, which was the earliest thing you could document, you know, paper. Um, and then it was unseals and, and all these different words that don't mean anything to anybody, but it's, it's like each era of time, they had more and more and more copies. And they even would list, like, here's where this copy is. It's in Rome. This copy's in Jerusalem. This copy's in, you know, University of Chicago. This so copy. an example of those that just, that we found in the 40s, right, would be like the Dead Sea Scrolls. Dead Sea Scrolls. So I think, yeah, might have been the 60s or the 70s, was um, they had all of these original copies. We could Google that real quick, yeah. right? Uh, you so, keep talking. Okay, I'm going to. So, <laughs> so as, as they, they had these copies, right, and, and they, they compared and contrasted to make sure it was the exact replica as they went along. And the Dead Sea Scrolls... Discovered between 46 and 56. Look at you. You were correct. Nice job. And this was um, in the Qumran area, the caves of Qumran, I believe. And they found... Wow. Yeah. Is that correct? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Original papyrus, like the oldest documented, you know, versions of scripture... And they were able to compare and contrast that with what we have already. And it was identical. It was like within 99.8% oh, yeah. I mean, 
5%. I mean, it was like so yeah. incredibly accurate. And when they would like record these things, uh-huh. the Sarah O'Sullivan was talking to me about this. Like if there was an air, it was line by line recorded. Yeah. You know, like literally a line recorded. If yep. there was a grammatical air made, the whole copy was they, thrown they, out. You began, out. you began again Yeah, because it couldn't be trusted. And so even like a new Testament stuff, um, the, earliest gospel correct me on this for memory is luke yeah and it's something like within 50 or 60 years it's within a generation oh yeah of christ and so you have luke yeah. interviewing eyewitness accounts now yeah. that might seem like 50 60 years is a long time but if you look at any other history we don't question the existence of caesar we don't yeah we don't question the existence of uh, alexander the great and we don't have a tenth of the history or the documentation that we have on Jesus. Not even a, a small percentage, it's less than a tenth. So um, if you're really interested, look up Josephus. He was a writer, historian. He references scripture, he references Christ quite a bit. And that's an outside source. There's other outside sources that reference all these things. If so. you ever hear people talk non-canonical source. Correct. Like it's not scripture, Yeah, but it's referencing. So you yeah. have outside history referencing things that happened inside of our scripture, yeah. which just further validates it. Oh, yeah. I, I I believe in the Bible that it's completely God's word, but if you're a little not sure about that, uh, let's talk. Send us an email. We'd love to kind of help to point you in different directions. We gave another uh, uh, you know, reference point, um, Cold Case Christianity. Um, yeah. Just a great you know, kind I'm, of book. I'm blanking on his name. Do you remember it? Mm, no, I don't, uh, but we can look that up. Uh, J something something. Yep. J. J. Warner Wallace. J. Warner Wallace. Thank it's you. brilliant. Yeah. That guy's fascinating. Yeah. Case yeah. for case for Christ. Case for Christ. Um, Lee Strobel. Lee Strobel. So we just want to encourage anybody who's watching. Like, if you're not sure, check out these resources. Just investigate. That was one of the takeaways on Sunday. Investigate the Bible. Um, I've done my own investigation, but you can do yours, and you can come to see you know what you think it's it's true but i believe it's it holds water yeah it's so it's so daunting the deeper i dig into it and and i can even remember our first easter here in the building uh you know which is what five six years ago Uh uh-huh i remember digging into a case for easter by lee strobel oh yeah and not apprehensively but just like i've just always taken this by faith and just raised in it and so like if you're not raised in it that's who I wanted to appeal to. Yeah. And I was blown away by the the references on how deep this checks out. Oh yeah, and it's it I think it just proves itself, right? It's the number one best-selling book every year. Um you, you just when you just start to pick it up and you read it, you just start to be like, "Wow, this was written for me." Did you reference in Timothy like it's useful for Yep. Um, teaching teaching, uh, correcting, yep. rebuking, training in all righteousness. Training in all righteousness. Yep. And it, here's, I think when people hear us say that, it sounds like we've got a loaded gun oh, no. pointed at them. Not at all. But when I read scripture, the person I think about the most being convicted is me. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's there for for us. You know, you just read the scripture. Um, my, my plan, it might, we can maybe talk about plans here a little bit. Um, I just make sure that I'm exposed to scripture every day. I begin... Um, every day. Every day, yeah. So Old Testament... Um, there's a, you know, I just have a Bible. It's called Grace for the Moment Bible. And it's a, it has an Old Testament reading, and then it has a Psalm and a Proverb, and it has a New Testament reading. So let's not, get into that right at the end. Okay. Let's, let's talk about like some, if, stick around because I want you to hear how Nate does it. Sure. Which is different than how I do it. 
Yeah. And it's it, we want you to figure out how you can get into Scripture Absolutely. on that. So last big topic, not the sure. last big topic, because sure. the last big topic will be the application of this. Indeed. But how do you topically use Scripture? Oh, yeah. So um, there's a couple of things. It's kind of funny. Like usually I'll Google, right? <laughs> Google, mm-hmm. what's the Bible have to say about marriage? Or what's the Bible have to say about parenting or finances or any one of those things? Usually it'll bring up several different scriptures um, to look at. Sometimes you can go in the back of your Bible. It might have like a, a glossary or definitions. Yeah. You can look it up there as well. Um, but I made mention on Sunday just about marriage. Like there's great teaching on marriage. Like Yeah, and that was one of our questions that came in. It like was. what's the Bible say about yeah. marriage? Yeah, Ephesians 5.21 says, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, which means... We're going to submit to each other as we're we're already have submitted ourselves to Christ. So people God, hate that word, don't they? They do, um, from a standpoint of like if it means to give in, um, but that's not what the Bible language. That's what it, that's not not what it means. Uh, it means to give to. So I'm going to give my life to God. I'm submit sounds like an arm bar. It does. It and does. and what it means, you, you nailed it. You yeah. know, like instead, I want to be my wife's greatest servant. Oh, yeah, for sure, as I am to God. So we have to give right. our life to him. So we put God number one. We put our wife in our, you know, uh, circumstance, circumstance yeah. number two, and then I'm number three. And she does the same thing. Rochelle, I can speak for her. She's put God number one. I'm number two, and um, she's number three. So it's just... Then your children. Then, yeah, yeah, that's good. Sometimes uh, we can get a little out of priority system there and um, put our kids before our spouse, and that's, uh, our kids are very valuable, very important. So please hear our heart on this. But if your spouse knows that they're more important than you are, you've got a problem. Yeah. And I want my, I want my, so you've got two boys. Yep. I've got four girls. Yeah. And I want, I always think like when I show my wife love or affection or when I'm serving her, Yeah. you know, that Ephesians 5. Yeah. Um, and then it goes on to explain what that model, what that model is like. I, I, I have a big burden of leadership in our home. Yep. You know, and my yep. wife at the same time, like responds with like, I love her deeply and she respects me deeply. Yeah. Those are the two things. There's right? this give take yep. that, that it's just a system that yeah. spins up, but I want my girls to see how I love their mom yeah. so that that's what they look for. Yeah. And even if it feels backwards from the world, like everything in scripture is going to feel back upside down from what you experience sure. in the world. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I love what you just said there that when we follow God's plan as it's laid out so clearly in scripture, um, there's a blessing in that, but there's also a challenge Yeah, because it's never like easy or oh, no, natural. but it's better than my way for sure. My, I, I said on Sunday, my instinct Oh, now I might be getting into this week's notes. I can't remember. I always think I know. Yeah, for those of you who are listening to the podcast, we're constantly writing three messages at one time. So right. It's the one for this week, but then we've got notes on the one for the next week, and then we're right. planning two weeks, three weeks, three months ahead, and so forgive us. Yeah, my busy. instinct is always that I know better than God. Sure. My instinct is like, this is how I do it, Yeah. and I'll brazenly race into a situation and then then you come back and look at scripture and you get convicted and yeah. you go ah it's yeah. not how I should have handled it you know god's way always feels initially like the wrong way to me yeah and it's always the way that has the biggest payoff yeah like not that that's what i'm in it for yeah but man it's like it's, healthier it's like, kind of our guiding light it's the it's the yes. north star the compass right when yeah. i was in scouts we would do these like you know you had to hike certain things and you had to have a compass 
you had to know which direction you were going. And north was always north. And uh, right. if it was if that wasn't the case, everything was screwed up. Well, and, and scripture is what checks out our north. Yeah. It does. So if you're like led by the Spirit, you'd already talked about receiving the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And it, so that might sound crazy to somebody who doesn't understand it. But God living in us and and leading, like taking the reins of our yeah. life. Yeah. Well, to check that out, you can't you can't be certain of what the Spirit's leading in apart from his word. Yes. And God's word doesn't have an impact on your life apart from his spirit. Yes. So these two things are going to walk hand in hand as they lead you. Yeah. Yeah. All to yield to God's leading. Yes. Yes. He's got a plan for each one of us. Plan for me, plan for you, Nick, and plan for anyone who's watching or listening to this, I should say. Um, Right now, you know, God's trying to work in your life. Are you opening yourself up to his word to tell you kind of what to do? how to have the right parameters and the, the convictions, but then also are you attuned to his spirit mm-hmm. and um, leaning that way as well? So uh, topically, I would say if you're in the habit, like Nate said, and we're going to get into our habits now of how we read scripture, sure. you know, but if you're, if you're looking topically, you can do some homework, seek out a pastor that would coach you in that, somebody that you could trust. Your yeah. campus pastor, reach out to one of us. If you're, if you're online, reach out via email, um, you know, we'd love to coach you on that and show you what the scripture says. Whenever, this is my favorite thing that you've taught me in ministry, okay? okay? Sure. Um, whenever you get a hard question, yeah. one of the first lines that you say, so if somebody challenges, somebody comes in frustrated, somebody sure. comes in, sure. um, hey, I'm, I'm confused by this, you say, well, let's look, do you know what I'm going to say? I think I do, but go ahead and say Well, it. let's look at what the scripture has yeah, to say. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then Nate grabs his Bible. Yeah. Now he grabs his glasses with it. Yeah. And yeah. then he goes I into a see. side room and he <laughs> says, let's look at what the scripture says. Yeah. And we just, it takes a little bit of time. It does. And it takes the, um, what do I want to say? Like the emotion of my opinion, your opinion out of the equation. What What's God have to say about this? Let's search yeah. the scripture. And oftentimes it takes a while. It's not a like, oh, there's the one, two, three. That's what it is. Although generally that is the case, it just takes a while to kind of look through it, process through it, think through it, and allow God's word to, to have its way in our life. So let's let's end here. How do we read it? Okay, so I would love, I got started on mine, but you do things completely different. I wouldn't say completely, but same scripture, but you do it. Same oh, scripture, completely different tell how you learners. Yeah, you tell how, yeah, tell how you. So I've sat by Nate on planes before or on our way to conferences and yeah. watched Nate read a 200-page book on the way. Yeah. And then you have me, and I'm reading it at Bennett's seventh grade level with, like, and Bennett's a better reader than I am. So, like, I come across this all the time with my guy friends. Like, oh, I'm not a very good reader. So I'm just, I, I don't read a lot of scripture. And yep. that's their excuse, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't sit and read a lot. Well, here's what I found works for me. The Version Bible app will read the scripture to me. Mm. I can set the speed mm-hmm. to 1.25, one and a half, or 1.75. Yeah. Two, I don't hear it anymore, okay? Yeah. At like two times speed, it's too, too fast. Quick. Yeah. Um, and then when I'm really digging into it, when I'm at my best, I've got my Bible in front of me following along. Yeah. Because then my mind can't drift. Like I'm pacing with it reading to me. And do you listen as it's reading to you, like at a chair? Or do you, how do you? you So I will wake up, Uh pull my phone open, let it read to me, and I follow along on the screen. Mm. If I get to work and it's, you know, when I'm studying for a sermon, I'm reading on my own. 
quicker because, it, but that's came with practice. That's yeah. not how I used to be able to do it. Sure. Sure. And, and then it like, and I'm quick on the pause button. Yeah. And I can't stress that enough. Thank you. I would rather yeah. you take three years to yeah. get through Terry Lee Cobble's Bible recap because you hit pause and went, whoa, I didn't know that about God. Yeah, you just read until something strikes you. Which then, might be four verses. Could be. Could be. It could be three four, chapters, four, four chapters. chapters. Yeah, you, know? you just never know. But uh, that's that's been the hook for me. Like, I read to learn instead of read to accomplish. Yeah. And I can, I, I've said this a lot lately. As odd as it sounds, it started with Daniel. Huh. I didn't know a lot about the prophet Daniel. I just yeah. knew the Bible stories. Daniel sure. was thrown in the lion's den, Shadrach, sure. Meshach, and Abednego. I was like, but what do those matter in the big picture? And so I spent, you probably remember this. Uh, we were in an office with little bitty whiteboards. Yeah. And I <laughs> locked myself away Yeah, in that office. And um, I just wrote out the timeline of everything I knew you until did. I went back to the beginning and forward to Jesus. And I know that sounds ridiculous for somebody in ministry, but I learned Daniel better than I learned anything in scripture. Yeah. And so like, I just gave myself the time and permission to go slow through it. Yeah. And to not be embarrassed. But now when I speak on something, I'm not, a, I'm not insecure because I learned the daylights out of that. That's great. I, I think what you said is so good for those who are listening. You can listen to the Bible. So yeah. a lot of people are in a car, you know, driving throughout the day or back and forth to work on the train or whatever. They've got, you know, a minute or they've got time in between meetings and they can just pull up on their phone. I think that's kind of the neatest thing about the Bible is the digital a version of it. You it's, know? Ne- it's never away from us now. Yeah, it's, if it's on your phone, it's there, and we pretty much have our phones with us everywhere. And so I think that's so, so good. So you're maybe more an auditory learner. Yeah, like oh, yeah, when you very listen. much. Yeah, I would be um, somewhat that way, but also um, probably more of a visual learner. Um, people have nicknamed me here the prop pastor, so I'm always using props and different things. i got to see it as well as hear it. And so um, my process is in the morning, uh, my good friend Brian Pennington mentioned this, like there's some studies about first thing in, last thing in, you know, each day. What are you filling your mind with? And how that, that really matters. And so first thing is, you know, get up, get a shower, get shaved, go right to the office and hear God's word. And so I like to be quiet. Um, we've got two dogs. I'm actually getting away from where I normally do it because they're bothering me these days. And so I'll get real quiet. I've got my Old Testament reading, my Psalm, Proverb, and then New Testament reading. So I'm looking within those four things. I'm going to hit something that's going to hit me in that, yeah. that particular day. And then I'm a journaler. So that's, you know, that's not for everybody, but I'll like write it down. And then I'll spend some time on my knees just praying, God, okay, this is what you're saying. This is what I'm hearing. Can I uh, really lean into that last sure. part? Sure. Because that was the part I felt like I left out. Do you really get on your knees to pray? I do. So I go upstairs, uh, Rochelle's office faces out. Uh, we have a beautiful uh, view of, of kind of the three rivers of Shanahan all coming together. And I just look out the window um, and uh, just thank God for you know what he's doing in my life. But yeah, I've, I've kind of adopted that posture and it's really been good for me. Now I put a pillow down because my knees are getting a little bit older and I'm you know, going to be somewhat yeah. comfortable. But it's just a great place for me to have a posture of, God, what do you want to do? I know some people will, like, open their hands up as they're sitting yeah. or standing. and Just, just a, a posture just of receiving. A posture of, what do you want to do in my life? I'm open to that. 
Um, I was listening to a podcast or a, yeah, I think it was a podcast on um, a guy, Dr. Charles Stanley, and he was talking about uh, there was one particular message he didn't, he couldn't get a, a, a read on it. And he was begging God for like, could you please give me a read? He said he started on his knees and he ended like face down on the ground. Like he was just yeah. like, I am in desperate need of your help on this. And then he felt like the Lord. I think it was an Easter service. It might've been. Like and, he didn't uh, have it till that morning. Yeah. So there's all these postures. Like for me, I learn best when I'm sitting at a chair and I'm quiet. I've got, I'm in my desk. I can write notes and I've got notes everywhere on stuff. Then I physically get up and go to another a, kind of a quiet place in our house where there's no distraction. And I'll just kind of, okay, this is what you told me today through your scripture. How do I need to live this out? What do I need to do? And then um, I'll have a little time to do that. And then I'll get around and, and head to the office, which isn't a far drive, six, seven, right. eight minutes. Um, and uh, I'll kind of still process that, just kind of just have that time. So by the time I walk in, I'm, I'm prayed up. I'm, I've got the scripture in my heart. And, um, you know, cause once we get here, it's, it's chaos. You know, yeah. there's, there's a lot, of, there's so a lot of great. Things. I want to tap into that cause you just <laughs> nailed something that I was thinking. Okay. So you've got two boys. Yeah. Grown. Grown. That helps. Yeah. You've grown. got four kids that are not. So I can't tell you how many days a week it's interrupted. And yeah. if you have, so uh, I don't know if you ever joked like this, Lauren and I, if I pump gas in the van. Yeah. And she gets out of the van. It's like a 30-second date where you're just outside of the van and they're all inside of it. I have those 30-second dates with the Lord where yeah. it's like, hey, I'm going to – I'll even like sit in the driveway with yeah. the truck on for two or three minutes before I go in. Yeah. And even if they come out, I'll, I'll point them back in like I'm on the phone. Right. Like I'm coming, but yeah. I got to get alone with the Lord for a minute. So like, God, I'm about to go in there and parent, and I'm, I'm beat. Yeah, I want to do that with scripture too. So we just had a friend reach out to us. Another question um, this week asked Lauren, like sometimes I'm reading and I'm not understanding. Yeah. Pray into that. Sure. Like ask God, like God, I want to see you. Yeah. This isn't about me. I want to pray in the scripture about who you are and what you're doing and where you would lead. It's this constant yielding. Um, and I make it sound like I'm super organized. I, this is a work in progress. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a walk. So it's an, uh, so I like what you said earlier. Like I, I have a pretty easy situation right now with kids growing. I don't have to get responsibility for them getting up, getting to school. You know, that was, those were good days, but they were pretty, you know, stressful too. There's a lot of stuff going on in those days. The kids would get off. And then before you guys would show up, that's when I would have my yep. time or I'd get to the office and I would just close the door and be like, I'm, I'm out for 10 minutes. Like I gotta, I gotta have this. We all have 10 minutes, right? Yeah. We waste Three hours a day on our phone, I think is the national average or something like that. I shouldn't say yeah. waste, but um, I didn't mean that in a judgmental way at all. I just play a lot of stupid solitaire or something. So I'm wasting time. You're probably not. You're probably No, I'm wasting time on my phone. Um, but I'm I, convicted. That's a new year, new me yeah, thing. Yeah, but we all have 10 minutes. So it's just it's just blocking out that time whenever that time is, is available. You know, you can't Ultimately, say, we're going to miss the bus today because dad's got to do his Bible reading. Right. I don't think you can do that on a regular basis. I think you've got to find the right time that works best for you. Different people are different ways. So I'm a, I'm a night person. I, I don't, you know, I don't wake up yeah. and think this is a great day. I just wake up and I'm like, oh, it's morning and tired. It oh, see, I wake up and when I'm healthy, it's like, God, you're so good. Oh, I want to read yeah. like, and I'm excited to start the day. Yeah. And I would say this too. It, don't wait until you feel like you have it figured out to do this with your kids. Yes. Like do it with your wife 
Do it with your kids. If it's brand new, it's kind of like going for a run for the first time. Yeah. I don't care if you run to the end of the end of the block. Like, oh, I'd I, give I'd give a million dollars to go back to the bedtime routine. Just just to tell those stories, those scripture stories. Read that. See the kids' eyes. Yeah. Ask the questions. Get a good children's Bible. Oh my gosh, that, those were some of the best times for me. I don't know. We'd have to ask Caden and Carter see if they enjoyed it or not. But boy, was it neat to watch their eyes just light up and and. We, we're living out the scripture together. It's not too late. No. No. You no. know, I mean, like, I'm having better conversations with my 12-year-old and the 3-year-old. It's so fun to see the different ages now where they're at. Because oh. the 12-year-old's going, why do you think this is like this? And yeah. I'm going, well, this is what the Bible says. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the 7-year-old's going, like, hey, I think I understand something about yeah. Jesus and what he did for me on the cross. And I'm going, ooh, that's so exciting. That's, like, right on the cusp of her developing her own little faith. The three-year-old just thinks Bible stories are cool. Yeah, it, they do. And, you know, it's interesting as your kids age. So I'm, I'm in a different stage. Your, yeah. Yours are, you know, 12 and below. I'm 20 and 22, so they're out. When I was, when they were in junior high and high school, I would intentionally have my scripture and uh, my kind of journal out so they could see me reading in the morning. You know, I just started thinking about that because so, they don't see it. They don't see it. If they don't see it, they don't, you know, and so we, we would do that. If I could go back to the to the your version, the Bible app, the U version Bible app, that's so cool. I've done a lot of neat studies with people where we'll pick a plan, um, and then it comes up the day. It's really cool on the app. Um, you know, here's your scripture, here's your devotion, and then there's a thing called talk it over. And so they would write their notes. Here's what I learned. Here's what I learned, and then it would show up in my phone as well, so I could see. Oh, that's what they learned. Here's what I learned, and we'd have like this. Yeah, Benny and Lauren are on the Tara Lee Cobble Bible recap together. Yeah. So it's like accountability yeah. too, right? So it's like, you know, this one guy I was doing it with, he would he'd beat me just about every day. And that was his goal was I'm I'm gonna get up earlier than you. I'm gonna no read kidding. this. Yeah. And um and he had good insights. And so I, I really enjoyed that. I was happy for him to beat me because I was like, Oh, I you know, looked at that a different it's way. It's not hard to beat you and I awake. No, morning. not at all. So it was it was great, but um time of day, find the right time of day. Uh, when the kids were littler, you know, we, I, I didn't do as much in the morning as I did in the evening. That was my time to spend with them. So we'd do a lot of Bible study. Then um, Rochelle was, had a lot of evening work. And so I think really clearly in the evening time, I'd spend a lot of time in the Scripture. Now that's a little different. I don't have to have those uh, yeah. responsibilities in the morning. So whatever your stage of life is, find that time. I love it. Do you want to pray us out? I'd love to. God, thank you for today, for everybody who's listening. We want to pray, Lord, that you would just give them... Give us uh, clarity on your scripture. Give us the right plan to use. Give us the right Bible. Help us to reserve that time and be disciplined in reserving that time for you to hear from you instead of doing it our own way, to listen to what you have to say. Your ways are better, and we've got we've to just lean into that. Thank you for your scripture, that it's available at all times in all places. We can get it. We can hear from you. So just help us to, to listen and to do what you've called us to do. In Jesus' name. Hey, if you have any more questions, how can they get their questions to us, Nate? Nate at thevillagechristianchurch.com, Nick at thevillagechristianchurch.com, and uh, we just would love to hear from you. Absolutely. Uh, we can't stress it enough. If you're looking for a good church home, check us out on thevillagechristianchurch.com or find us on YouTube or Facebook um, and, and join us online. Come visit one of our in-person locations, Seneca, Cole City, Manuka. Keep the questions coming in. If we missed your question, don't don't think we're trying to avoid you. Um, we'll do our best to get back to we'll all of them. We'll make sure and we'll reach out to you personally. Thanks for being here at another great story. You bet.
Thank you so much for joining us for another great story. Make sure to click that subscribe button so you never miss our latest stories. And if you are in the market for a great church home, check us out at thevillagechristianchurch.com. We've got more great stories ahead, and we can't wait for you to hear them all. So until next time, keep living another great story.